Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Hot, hot. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. Lock it in. Welcome to Lineup Locked. This is your source for everything fantasy football that is going to help you lock that lineup and beat the competition. This is actually the second podcast for the week, and we've got a special one for you. I am blessed with one of the writers to come on, come on and we're going to talk about an article articles he's actually working on. It's going to be Mr. Matt Reller. Matt, say hello to the people. Hello, people. All right, so Matt is going to talk about zero RB. When should you think about it when you're in a draft range? He's going to talk about when maybe it's right to go RB heavy and when you should look at quarterbacks and tight ends. We're going to get into all of that a little bit later. So first off, just to start, I just want to welcome all the people in. Uh, This is a Creator Rank podcast, and as always, I have my public service announcement that I want to give all of the people. So just to start, This podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com, our brand new fantasy football website where you, the fan, can create your own set of customized player rankings. We have a great team putting out content every day in the form of articles, videos, podcasts, and more. We also offer a 20-minute one-on-one chat with our site experts completely free for 2019. For more, follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and check us out on Facebook and YouTube. So we're about to get into some heavy, a heavy dose of fantasy football action, but I want to have a little fun before. Is that okay with you, Matt? Oh, that's great with me. Let's do it. So a few, a few months ago, there was something twin, uh, trending on Twitter, and it was called the Florida Man Challenge. And uh, for yeah. those of you listening in to our to our pod, uh, we uh, what the Florida Man Challenge is is you Google Florida Man with your birthday. And then you see uh, what crazy thing, because apparently Florida is insane, I guess. I, I like Florida. I didn't, when I've been there and traveled, I didn't run into any of these uh, crazy personalities, but apparently quite a few amazing, hilarious, weird things happen on every day in Florida. So my birthday's March 14th. I'm 37 years old. So we'll do, we'll do, we'll do me first. So Florida man. Hits pregnant girlfriend with bag of tortilla chips over baby's paternity. <laughs> I <laughs> first off, if uh, you want to play along and uh, Google the man's mugshot for this, it's uh, it's uh, it's rough. He looks like he was having a rough day. Number one, so maybe that was maybe that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. But tortilla chips, really? Like, assault is assault, man. You're not supposed to do anything towards a woman, period. But tortilla chips? Like, what do you... I, I got to figure he just grabbed what was near him. Well, how many, I mean, how many times do you find out about the paternity of your child while you're eating chips and salsa? Like, is that a thing? Yeah. Is that, I mean, like... I've never done it, so I'm not going to judge those that have, <laughs> but... Like, hey, let's, uh, you know, hey, babe, sit down and open up your favorite, uh, your favorite bag of Tostitos. I got some news for you. Uh, would you like a queso or, or salsa? Like, like, what's going on, man? So, do you think he's going rounds or is he going scoops? I, Does I'm gonna, it have an effect? I'm going to think that it was a bag that was nearly empty and he was just eating crumbs. Okay. That's what that's what I'm going with. Literally a bag. Literally just a, a bag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty empty. So, so Matt, for for you, when is your birthday? January twenty second, also nineteen eighty two. So, just a little older than you. <laughs> okay, so January 22nd, 
Florida man wanted to prove his independence to his mom, so he tried to rob a gas station. Well, what doesn't say I'm independent than going out and making your own plan to rob a gas station, right? Like, I, I, I guess. I mean, I would think he's independent. I mean, I've seen the movie Heat before, and that's not an easy task to do a bank I'm robbery. i figure it's not that level of planning, though. Well... <laughs> <laughs> There's a news story. I'm sure he didn't get away with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking at his mugshot. I'm pretty sure, unless he took a selfie and just sent it into the police station because he's that confident he won't get caught because he had plastic well, surgery, I mean, like face-off style after. If you're that dumb, you're going to be that loud, right? I guess so. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> So, so Matt, thank you for coming on the pod today. Uh, normally, I have Lee and Chris on, and uh, well, they are super, me. super busy this weekend. We we got one uh, a pod actually recorded super early yesterday about quarterbacks. We were talking about oh. uh, quarterbacks eleven through twenty five consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, and we were talking about which ones to uh, wait on, which ones to pass on. So, good knowledge sure. for for our listeners if you haven't heard that episode yet, and. Just as always, I want to make sure that anyone who's listening to this podcast can find you. Uh, you do have a Twitter account. What's your Twitter handle for all of our listeners? I keep it simple. It's at Matt Reller. So it is literally and, your name. Yep, yeah, M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. All right, perfect. So everyone, give him a follow. Uh, tweet some good stuff, and he's going to be a go-to for a lot of good articles from CreatorRank.com. He's got some good stuff up on the website right now. As, as for me, you can always follow me at Chew on Sports, and uh, I'm pretty locked into the sports community world, fantasy football, sports video games, all that good stuff, so I could be an interesting follow, I guess, if you uh, are into that sort of thing. So, before we get started on your articles, I want to play a little Trending in Roto uh, with you. All right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up Roto World on my on my zone here, and we're just going to kind of look at a few, of the, uh, a few of the news stories that are going on. And just kind of touch if it's really relevant. Like, one thing that drives me crazy around OTA time is that so many things are breaking, but not really. Like, Aaron Jones loses weight because he stops eating candy and drinking sodas. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yes. I'm, I'm really yeah, glad that it took... It. Yeah, I'm really glad that it took Bill Nye, the science guy, to break this to us. That uh, eating eating candy and drinking sodas will make you fat. It's It's a thing. But uh, anywho, so let's let's look at a couple players and uh, just see if it's if it's relevant and if it means anything for the upcoming fantasy season that we're a few months around. Um, as I say always, you win your you win your draft in June. You win prep now. Studying things right now is what's going to give you a leg up on everybody else when they don't know these things. So first off, we're looking at DeAndre Hopkins. Apparently, he was playing through pain in 2018. Home dude beasted anyway. So. If he was playing through pain, and that means we're getting a better version of DeAndre Hopkins, beam me up, Scotty. Sign me up for that. Would you agree, I'm assuming? Define pain. I mean, any NFL player is going to get nicked up, banged up. They all say, hey, nobody's 100% after, like, October. So, how much pain was he really in? What was he dealing with? It certainly didn't look like it. Well, he said he said his, his direct quote. His direct quote was, last year was tough, not just physically, but mentally. It's the most banged up I've ever been playing football. I was dealing with serious injuries a lot of people would have set out for. But we had a good team that depended on me, and I never gave a thought to not playing unless a doctor told me I couldn't. So he really didn't go into detail on what it is. Maybe banged right. up maybe banged up ribs, uh, maybe some knee problems. I mean, who knows, right? I mean... I, he, yeah. he didn't really go into detail, so it's pure speculation at this point. Right. I, I think that's more part of the noise than really newsworthy to me. Right. I don't think it affects his draft position at all. I mean, it's not going to bump it up. He's already my wide receiver one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, my, mine as well. I mean, I he's the, absolutely the guy that I'm taking. So Albert Wilson uh, said he's on track, quote-unquote, for week one. I'm staying away from the guy. I think he's undraftable. He had a few weeks that he was. like, And you didn't start him, obviously. I think that the three weeks that he was fantasy relevant, I don't think anyone started him anyway. So is this news noise, or we does it, is it, does it not matter with Miami? It's Miami, so I would put it all under noise because their track record isn't real great around this time of year of telling you what's really going to happen. Um yeah, in redraft, I don't 
think I would touch Albert Wilson, as you mentioned, the three weeks. Maybe on a deep dive on the third one, would you have even tried it? So I don't think he's relevant enough to have it be anything more than noise. No, if you're drafting Albert Wilson as your flex, you're probably playing fantasy football wrong. Either that, or you just like to donate to people, and good for you. And we and we we commend you if that if that's the case. So this is I news. I appreciate your donation. Yeah, yeah. Now I think this next one is news, and I, and I think you're probably going to agree with me. Uh, Cam Newton is cleared to throw at minicamp. He's actually throwing a regular size football now, which is sooner than Andrew Luck at this point last season, right? So that's yes. seriously good news, correct? That is. That's news. That's not noise. That's big. If he's throwing the Duke, that's a good thing at this time of year. That means his shoulder's going to be right. Look at Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. Those guys are going to start skyrocketing with this news. Yes, I agree. I think DJ Moore, man. God, I like DJ Moore so much. I was sitting here touting the... And it worked out for Dallas Cowboys, so I'm not going to complain about it, me being a Cowboys fan. But I was toting the draft DJ Moore. I wanted him more than... I didn't. It was DJ Moore at Calvin Ridley, and I wanted DJ. I was like, draft him, draft him, draft him. We went Van Der Esch, who ended up being excellent. And my right. pound in the ground like Gandalf, right? Do not pass. Was uh, very accurate for the wide receiver position because I didn't think our guys could cut it, and they couldn't. Hence the trade for Amari Cooper. So it all worked right. out. It worked out for both franchises, and I I would think DJ Moore is going to take a big jump this year. I, I like the guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Next player, Bilal Powell, resigns with the New York Jets. Is this? Is he draftable? Is he a handcuff? Is he somebody we're interested in? What are your thoughts on Bilal Powell? Not for me. I think, if anything, this is more of a depth move. He's familiar with the team and organization, but it's Gase. How much is he really going to use anyone besides Lev Bell? If somebody's a handcuff, I would guess it's going to be Elijah McGuire. Dude's healthier, been in camp longer. And Trenton Cannon as well. And don't forget, they signed Ty Montgomery as a free agent also. So they're super deep. They can move him to wide receiver, though. Probably. They probably will. They probably, he probably will play. I'm expecting a lot of exotic, uh, like, two running back sets and and things of that nature from them. Because Trent Cannon was fantasy relevant for a little bit, like, as as a flex play at the end of the year last year when McGuire got injured. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Dynasty stash him, but are we going to have to come up with a fancy name for, like, the Wildcat with these guys, or what? I don't know. It, it might be something that, that next year when Madden 21 is dropping, it's the new thing they're adding into the game, like all of the RPOs and stuff. I have, I have no idea. The Jets are, like, the flight squad, or what are we going? Well, I mean, you got a Nunwa who apparently can only run five five-yard curl routes, and, uh, you know, Robbie Anderson, it, they've... I'm intrigued, man. I think I expect, yeah. let's see, maybe there's catering to Darnold. Darnold really didn't throw the, the long ball last year very much. Robbie Anderson was really about it. So are they just catering to his Chad Penningtonism? Is where it's going to be a lot of short, short yardage stuff where it's just that's the way they're going to play, kind of like the Patriots do a little bit? Death by a thousand cuts? I really hope not for Darnold. I think you got to let somebody get to the end zone with that guy. Right, for sure. So up next is an arm. Yeah, up next is Emmanuel Sanders. He's resumed route running. Are you a buyer or are you a, a passer on Emmanuel Sanders this season? He's older. He's coming off. Is it a ruptured Achilles? Yes. No way. Achilles I'm tear. Not him. I'm not touching him. I'd rather have Deshaun Hamilton late. I'd rather have Noah Fant. I'd rather have Cortland Sutton earlier. Right. I, I think he's going to take a step up with Flacco or Drew Locke, depending upon when they switch to him. I'm a. I'm all about. I call him Bayshon. I'm all about old Bayshon Hamilton. That's my dude right there, and he's going super late. I think he's going to be PPR gold, especially. So he's uh, been, I like he's been him a one lot. of my favorite buy lows in Dynasty this year. Tyreek Hill likely to return for training camp. I don't even know what to think about this. And the good news for the fantasy community is I, I'm, I'm, he's going late enough right now in drafts where you just take the flyer, right? I, I guess. I have a hard time with it. 
I get both sides of the Tyreek Hill coin. He's going to be late enough where it's a value, but if your personal morality tells you to stay away, I'm not going to fault you. Right. They say they say it's hard to separate the two, uh, morality. Yeah. You know, I did have Joe Mixon on my fantasy team for two years, and uh, sure. he's you know he's also got a checkered a checkered pass. So I certainly get that, but we don't know what's going to happen. Um, no. This could be something that's not not in effect till for, for two seasons. This could be something where he starts six games and then misses the playoffs. You know, he gets right. an eight game ban after. You just don't know, and you got to prepare accordingly. If you are a steamboat gambler and you were going on on Tyreek Hill, you must be prepared for whatever happens. It's kind of like Zeke two years ago, where he might play, and every week there's the is he suspended? Is he not? If you want to deal with the headache, go for it. Or almost like Connor and Bell last year was going through a similar thing. So Naheem Hines, who's one of my favorite fantasy football players this year, to, to get late, and I think he's just an excellent flex. Uh, Naheem Hines wants to reach 1,000 total yards in 2019. Is this just speak, or is this guy good enough to possibly do it? It's good to have goals. If anyone's going to do it, did he say total yards? Yes. So combined, yes, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty feasible goal. But other than, I mean, wishing, wanting, how much stock are you putting into it? I'm putting. I think a thousand is obtainable, uh, a la Tariq Cohen last year, right? Tariq Cohen was kind of a gadget player, gave you a, a few fantasy relevant weeks his rookie year, and uh, he was rostered in almost every league for sure. But mainly, he was a bi week replacement for the most part. And then last year, he became a flex play, and on some teams, an RB two. Uh, Tariq Cohen. So Naheem Hines had 739 yards as a rookie. And I think one of the big reasons why he wasn't more productive, I just don't think he would, this, I think the speed of the game, he's so fast that I think he underestimated exactly how quick the game plays because he only averaged 3.7 yards a carry on 85 carries. So that's that's just not going to cut it. But if he can right. imp- improve his vision and do what he needs to do, sure. And where he's going in drafts, he's, he's going pretty late. It's like round 10, round 11. Uh, sign me up, man. He's going to be a guy that I, I target in a lot of leagues because of his catching potential. He can be in your flex in a PPR and, and give you some serious value, even if he's only getting around the same. He could be good for when the bye week strike and all that good stuff. Agreed. And if that defense takes a step back, he's going to be the passing down guy. They're going to take Mac off the field. He could go above that. Great zero RB candidate. And Gus Edwards. Make help me make sense of Baltimore before we get to everything else. So Gus Edwards was qualified. <laughs> so Gus Gus Edwards is getting first team reps in OTAs. So call, now they signed Mark Ingram, and Mark Ingram's yep. a veteran. So maybe they're not giving the veteran the looks in the OTAs because they know he's been there before, even not with the system. But Gus Edwards did have a very solid end of the year when his, his name was called upon. The problem is is that they drafted Justice Hill, they signed Mark Ingram, and then you have him here. So I expect them to use all and continue to be a power-running offense a la the Falcons back in uh, the Vic, TJ, uh, TJ Duckett, and Warwick Dunn days. So I think he is going to get play, but is this someone you're just letting somebody else figure out if you're drafting, or are you think that you might take a, a gamble and say, man, this guy could be a great handcuff if something happens to Ingram. What are you, or Do you have any thoughts on that at all? Yeah, I do. I don't think Gus Edwards showed any more than being just a guy to me. If I'm going to take a shot late, it's going to be on Justice Hill. Mark Ingram has missed several games each of the last few years. His draft price is only going to go up as people get excited about exactly what you're talking about, going run heavy with Lamar Jackson. But what if they do open it up and let him throw a little more? Justice Hill can definitely, a la Naeem Hines, be on the field when you're passing as well. Absolutely. And his, his ADP is going to be way cheaper. So I would rather take my shot there with that dart. Yeah, and Gus Edwards is not a catcher at all. He is nearly just pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock. So he's kind right. of a one-trick pony as far as that's concerned. He's almost like Jordan Howard where it's, there's not yeah. going to be very many receptions in there. So that is trending in Roto. We have completed it. Good job, sir. Much much, much uh, applause. Uh, podcast high five to you for that. 
So before uh, before we get into your article, which we're going to talk about next, I want to take a moment to tell our listeners about a fully customizable podcast servers offered right now on creatorrank.com. Brought to you by the guys at the CPMC. This service offers a fully customizable podcast for your fantasy football league. They'll evaluate rosters, give power rankings, do mock drafts, give out draft grades, suggest trades, preview the playoffs, and anything else your league needs. Find them on Twitter at CPMC Podcast and creatorrank.com slash product slash CPMC. And if you're listening to this podcast, Line Up Locked, and you have not yet gone onto Creator Rank, what are you doing? Get on it right now. It's such a cool site. And uh, that's why Matt is here. I've read his article, and I thought it was very well done. And he has some some new stuff coming up. So, Matt, mm-hmm. let's let's get down to it, man. We're going to do a little getting sure. to know you to close today, but we're going to get into your fantasy football knowledge and prowess so we can help our, reader, our readers and listeners grow and win their leagues. So what you want to cover cool. first... Yes, sir. What you want to cover first is zero RB. So the floor is now yours, sir. For me, all of these draft strategies can be dictated by your draft position. I'm going to base everything kind of off a 12-man league. I think that's the most uh, common. So with that, if I'm in the middle, like picks five through eight, and I'm in some sort of PPR, half points, full, what have you, I would want to try the zero RB strategy because I think the first four picks are pretty much locked and loaded between Zeke, Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, in whatever order you want them. After that, based on ADP that I'm peeking at right now on Fantasy Football Calculator, I got DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, as solid picks, five through eight. Both of those guys are going to have huge target percentage of their team, both awesome red zone options. And nothing scores more points than touchdowns. So I would lean in that direction. After that, we're looking in the second round as it comes back to you. Odell Beckham at 204 is a steal. Travis Kelsey at 205 if you want to get nuts. Or Juju Smith-Schuster would be kind of what I would try to target. Does that make sense to you so far? Yeah, so you're saying that... The first four picks are done. It's the top four running backs. You have David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon are the three you're looking at now. And you're saying, hey, I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins because he's the number yep. one number one consensus wide receiver. And I, that's who I want. And then I'm going to target another wide receiver on the next round, and I'm going to look at Juju or Odell. So so our team right now, and I'll, I'll record for the folks at home. I'll, I'll, I'll type these so that we can see what the super team looks like. We'll go Hopkins. And let's go Juju. Yep. We'll go Juju because I bet you somebody's going to get squirrely and draft Odell higher than they might need to. For sure. That 204 kind of shocked me as well that he was that low. Yeah, so Hopkins and Juju is what we're going to rock mm-hmm. with so far, okay? Right. so that's our team so far. Looking in the third round, we could go A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, Keenan Allen. Of those three, running backs at that point are Devontae, Adams, or Devontae Freeman, sorry, Aaron Jones, or Sony. Ooh, Two yeah. Of those that don't, I don't really trust those guys, especially Sony with his bum knee. Aaron Jones, yeah, he got lighter because he dropped the candy and soda, but what if he picks it back up? Or what if Matt LaFleur decides, you know, Jamal Williams is my guy. I would lean A.J. Green or Zach Ertz if you want to get nuts. I will, let's go Ertz. Let's go Ertz on our little uh, mock-a-thon right here. Because we're talking, we're talking uh, red zone, right? What we're wanting to keep relevant here is, I think right. that if you're going to go zero, like if you're going to go zero RB, you got to think touchdowns and t- and red zone looks. And going uh, AJ Green, I don't know how good the Bengals are going to be, right? And he and has that's my worry with Mixon too. And you have a few, and he, well, with Mixon at least he's going to catch the ball, right? But I get it. I would I would draft the only running back if like if I'm picking fifth. I might go David Johnson over Hopkins, but if I'm six, seven, or eight, I'm absolutely heavily thinking about about DeAndre Hopkins 100%. I think the only guy, I think David Johnson's the one guy, but right now we've got Hopkins, Juju, and Ertz. We have the top target on three of probably the top offenses. Uh, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, 
David Johnson didn't have a great offensive line last year. It doesn't look like they did much to improve that. Yes, Cliff Kingsbury's offense is awesome, and Kyler's going to be great, but does that really affect David Johnson? I think I would rather go locked and loaded DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and, and that's fine. I don't think you're making a bad decision either way. I think you're going to have sure. a very super fantasy-relevant person, and chances are, as and this is just as me, but I think that the David Johnson price will rise when camp starts. I think a lot of uh, how many plays are going on and what people are seeing is going to really start to make things rise. And we'll see. You know, Drafting is very different in June when you look at ADP as opposed to second week of August because it's, people really start getting antsy on these things and wanting to make the right pick and, and all of that. So we've got three down right now. We've got Hopkins, we've got Juju, we've got Ertz. So this is zero RB. So are we still are we still doing wide receivers and quarter? What are we doing now? We're we looking for a quarterback at this point. What's let's, let's... I define zero RB as no RBs in the first five picks. Is that what you have? Yes, I would agree. Yes. Okay. So with that, in round four, we could do one of two things. You could go with Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers if you want to go quarterback, or you could get somebody like Julian Edelman or Kenny Galladay if you believe in that hype. With the team we already have, I would be tempted to go Julian Edelman just to give you some consistency and huge PPR volume. But if you want to get nuts and go QB, I think Andrew Lux is steal at 405. Let's do it. Let's go, let's go nuts. Let's go Luck. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. We're getting crazy. So we've got Hopkins, Juju, Ertz, and Luck. That is a that is a that is a heck of a uh, of a gauntlet of players to walk through so far. This isn't a bad idea. All right, so fifth round, Sammy Watkins or Chris Godwin, if you believe in that hype. Who else? Who else? O.J. Howard, Deshaun Watson, If you, but we already went quarterback last round, so I wouldn't do that. Calvin Ridley at the end, or Eric Ebron. You can make the case of team tight end four. Hmm. All right, so let's go, let's go Godwin. Sure. So read our team back. So we have DeAndre Hopkins and Juju is our wide receiver one and two. We have Ertz as our tight end. Luck is our quarterback and our flex is Godwin right now. Godwin. Right. So then sixth round is where you're starting to peek at your running back options. At 6.05, Jordan Howard, Devin Coleman, Rashad Penny. Let's go Penny. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We're Steve I read Bo- that article. Yeah, we're <laughs> on creatorink.com. We're Steamboat Gambling, right? That's what you got to do. Yeah. It might, and it, um, honestly, in the sixth round, I don't think it's a reach. I think ADP says seventh or eighth, but I think I have him as top of seventh, and that's only going to go up as reports out of that Seattle camp. You know, I agree. Pumped up his guys. So now, are we just going to go extremely running back heavy at this point since we've got wide receivers? Or are we still going to go value if we get a wide receiver now? This is where you start to become a little more fluid. Okay. You have options. Personally, in the seventh round, middle of it, I'm looking at James White as my RB2. He's criminally undervalued every year with the amount of receptions and that great offense. He's going to have touchdown opportunities. And we're drafting in a PPR, right? That's my assumption. Okay. Some sort, either half or full. Okay, so we just picked White as our next pick, correct? Yes. So we're looking at... Richard Penny and James White. So we also need to hit on some lottery tickets, right, to back up. Oh, so okay. this is when it becomes – does it become reach-a-thon at this point, or are we just still playing playing the board? Who, who's next? What I would want to do is play the board still a little bit. I mean, you can reach if you need to, but most of these boards, people are going to shuffle up that shouldn't be there, like David Njoku in the ace. Royce Freeman might go up from here. Jarek McKinnon might be a good value. Who knows what's going on in San Francisco? Is it Coleman? Is it McKinnon? Is it Burita? Is it... It could be... Yeah, Colonel Colonel Mostart could make some play. Who knows? Or my name is Jeff. Jeff Wilson? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, apparently Shanahan just creates running backs. So, I would be tempted by Jarek McKinnon, especially with the post-type sleeper option. So in round eight, you would pull the trigger on McKinnon? Or you could go with Dante Pettis. Either one is San Francisco. Man. So I, probably I love the 49ers. Tell Lou. 
You know what I might do? I think I think you know you know what's gonna what we should do, and let's let's just assume that people are gonna still be a little hurt over the fact that McKinnon was such a high draft pick and got injured. Let's go Pettis. Sure. Yeah. Because you know what? If, if Godwin is not what the hype says he's gonna be, Pettis is one hundred percent a great flex play. Right, and that's kind of a hedge of a bet, so that makes sense. And then we'll go McKinnon with the next round, right? Unless there's somebody else we should sure. we should we should target. You think? Barber's like the only starter left at that point. No, we'll go McKinnon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to. I just had to whip out my crucifix when you said Peyton Barber. <laughs> I mean, in the ninth round to get a starting running back, it is kind of a nice value, but I wouldn't make the case either. I think I would go McKinnon in that sense. All right. So to recap for everyone who's not writing this down at home, we've got DeAndre Hopkins, Juju, Ertz, Andrew Luck, Chris Godwin, Penny White. Pettis and McKinnon, so we're looking at we're in the tenth round now. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, the tenth round. So what are we looking for here? Who's who's available? What is the canvas? Available: McCole Hardman, Adrian Peterson, Austin Eckler, Jameis Winston, Judge Ito Smith, Dante Foreman is an interesting name. Ooh, to me. I'm I'm a Foreman homer, man. I'm all about him. I'm getting a lot of Foreman. I say we go for Foreman. They say he's back, so I'm going to believe the hype. And you know what? And, and this is what I want our listeners to know. The reason why we're doing this is not so we can just put a team together that we like. Uh, you know, I say it on every podcast, and, and I'm going to say it again, is that when I give advice or I tell you I like a player, I'm thinking of big ticket upside, someone that could, if they if the role's there, could dazzle that people might be sleeping on. And also, I treat your money like it's my own. I will never tell you to draft someone that I would not draft. And I personally think Ito is interesting, but I think Foreman is going to be back. And I do think Ito is going to have some points, but to me, Ito looks like, just like we were talking about Gus Edwards, just a guy. He doesn't really have a a, a specific, but Foreman, on the other hand, Foreman has the ability, if healthy and if fully back, we're getting him in the 10th round. Yes, sign me up. Sign me up all day because he could end up being your RB1 on this team. I mean, no. they saw the four games where Deontay Foreman went nuts before he went down. I, did, I think that they're both going to get play. And uh, Lamar Miller, sure. I think Lamar Miller can be, I, I, th- I think it could almost be a 50-50 split. I really do. I personally think it's going to be higher Foreman's way. And I would, getting him in the 10th round, that's going to be amazing. If that happens on what should be a good offense, yes. Because, I mean, there are people yeah. that are making the, the case for Deshaun Watson as QB1. And I don't, right. dis- I don't disagree with them. I think the top four could go in any order when you're talking about Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I love Deshaun Watson. All right, so, so, ne- well. so next pick. Next pick. You could hedge your Andrew Luck bet with like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Josh Allen. In the eleventh round, which would be good value. He could go Didi Westbrook, Golden Tate. People are kind of sleeping on. Let's go Didi. Let's do it. All right, then, round twelve. This is where you win your draft, people. Getting in these double-digit rounds, taking flyers. We were just talking about how great this Houston offense is going to be, and Kiki Kuti sitting on the board. Ooh. Or you could go with Devin Singletary with high upside as well because LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore aren't getting any younger. I think I think we need to go running back because we have I think we have enough wide receivers for sure. And we have Are enough sure? rec- I think well and also when you think about it, and what I want our listeners to know is I'm tempted to go Kiki, and one of the big reasons why is that would be a high sell candidate. Uh for me. Sure. Where sure. I've I've got a team where I'm going zero RB, so if my running backs aren't cutting it. I know that I'm so top-heavy on my receivers that I could package one of these guys together to a team that might have done an opposite strategy than me. Uh, there might be a team that is very running back heavy, and they need a, a PPR monster like like Kute. So let's go Let's go Singletary. Let's go high upside. The other name I would throw out in the 12th round is Dak Prescott. Oh, sure. He's constantly, like, top 5 to 10 quarterback. He's very consistent. That offense... I'd be tempted to hedge my Andrew Luck bet with that. Hmm. Up to you. 
Let's see. Let's 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 live in a world that we're not drafting in Dallas, and he'll be around the next round. And let's go with Dak as our backup. Fair point. All right. All right. So round thirteen is Dak. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have thirteen picks in. So the typical yep. draft is sixteen. So we have three more picks. Let's 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 do it. Let's get this team complete. All right. All right. So in the fourteenth round. There's a name that we've already discussed. It's Naeem Hines. Yes. I would be all over that. Yep. All right. We've already signed him up. We got two more yep. picks. Is this a league where we have kickers in defense? Uh, no. I mean, probably. Okay. I hope not. But <laughs> I, yeah, I was playing the uh, dynasty world for a little bit and say that there's no kicker in our day. Okay. Debo Samuel would be a heck of a name in the 15th round. Ooh, what other what and this were and what other uh, running backs are available? Running backs? This is where my list failed on me. Rykel Armstead to follow up uh, Leonard Fournette, whose ankles apparently can't stay healthy. You know who's or, a name? You know who's a name I want my listeners to know about, and I want to tell you sure. about as well. Sure. So, I'm thinking this is a PPR league, and I'm thinking that Debo Samuel's is a great Mister Irrelevant pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pollard. I'm gonna take a flyer on Pollard yeah. in Dallas. It's PPR. Sure. I'm hearing that they're going to try to Ingram Kamara it because they're so committed to give Zeke uh, a, a extension, which means that okay. maybe I still think he's gonna carry the ball a lot, but maybe they go in a different direction. So Pollard will probably be undrafted. So let's go po- Pollard and then end it with Debo. Pollard. Debo, yeah. No, that's a heck of a team. So, so here's the team for the listeners that we just put together by going 0RB. We've got Hopkins and Juju. We've got Ertz as our tight end one. We've got Andrew Luck. We've got Godwin. We've got Rashard Penny, James White, Pettis, McKinnon, Foreman, Didi, Singletary, Dak, Hines, Pollard, and Debo. So the good news about this roster is that I think a few of the wide receivers, like I said earlier, are set up in a situation to where as long as health is on this team's side, we're able to move a few uh, of these guys and right. uh, possibly get RB help if needed, and maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, depends upon who goes down. If all of a sudden Marlon Mack gets banged up, does Naeem Hines get that much more valuable? I don't know. Or I don't think so. I think I think that the think so? I think the backup there is uh, Wilkins still. Wilkins. I think I think he's the handcuff. It's kind of like in Dallas, if something was to happen with that Zeke suspension that's looming that probably won't happen, but people are thinking is happening that won't happen, but it might happen, but it won't happen. Um, I think that Warren, the uh, running back from Ohio, is actually the handcuff. I think Pollard is going to have like a, a Kamara type role um, where, you know, from his rookie year where he is the change of pace, he's the passing down. That's just what I think from what I'm hearing in OTAs right now. And once again, this could change when it's game time, but. If I'm telling you to yeah. take Pollard as a flyer with your 15th pick, you can't be mad about that if it turns into nothing because you can easily just drop him and get somebody else. Exactly. You're paying I mean, nothing. That's, right. That's mostly the role of the dice of the 14th through 16th round is you want a lottery ticket? Not all of them are going to hit. That's why it's called the lottery. Perfect. So. And we, 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 and by accident, we actually handcuffed our, uh, our, our, we handcuffed Pettis with Debo. So if something <laughs> was to happen to Pettis, we're protected. <laughs> Well, I think both are going to be relevant. I think Pettis is going to be more of that slot-type guy, and they're going to put Debo on the outside because he's a contested catch wonder. See, I'm a RB-heavy drafter. Uh, this this is a good team, though, man. I, I like it. I might I might, I might, might jack around and do this strategy with one of my teams, <laughs> but two of, the receivers, two of the receivers that I'm targeting are Robbie Anderson and Pettis if I go RB-heavy. Sure. Like, if I'm going to go RB, RB, RB to start – they're two of the guys yeah. that I like a lot as far as being hi- such high upside RB2s, I think. They could they could hit that. So we'll see. That's why I, fantasy football is beautiful because you want to be, you know, the Andrew Luck, the reason why we did that is because he has, the, you can make the case for Andrew Luck being QB1. You absolutely yeah. can. And if you're going to go 0RB, you need to have a better quarterback than everybody else. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless. You can't stack. Same with. Same with the Ertz pick. You're going to want to dominate those onesie positions. Right. Absolutely. If you go zero RB and you are, you're doing it wrong if you're just drafting seven wide receivers, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. There are some, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, there's so many different definitions of zero RB, and it's been talked to death. 
And we're still in a league where it can be done if you do it smart. And in my opinion, this is how you do it. You get a tight end and you get a quarterback. That's what makes me feel confident that my team's going to be good enough to beat everybody else. Because the point differential between tight end 1, 2, and 3 and the rest is stupid. Like, they are so much better than everybody else. You have a definite advantage at all three, at all, really all four of those positions on most on most matchups. So that's huge. Yeah. All I right. don't typically go zero RB either, but the more I did research on it, the more I came around to being open if the draft fell a certain way to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, and I like I said, Hopkins is your first pick is not, not bad. And Juju... No. Juju is phenomenal. I, I don't yeah. expect anything but greatness from Juju. So I do. I like this lineup a lot. It's very, yeah, very, very good. I think you mitigate your bust risk with both of those two players. They're going to return the value on the first or second pick. And this is an article you're working on, correct? So you're going to correct. be uh, writing this and putting some more stats and data into it for our listeners and readers? Yes, sir. All right, very cool. Soon, hopefully. All right, man. Very cool. Well, I'll go ahead and I'm going to save this team. I'm going to put it on Twitter, actually. I'm going to put our uh, zero RB 16 round draft team so that uh, I'll re- it can be documented for uh, for everything. So, so real quick, I want to I want everybody to know uh, what I want to do is try to get at least once, if not more, uh, everybody, all of our uh, writers on here. I know that it's podcasting is not necessarily our writers' things. But I want to kind of get everybody on here so they know a little bit about what's behind the the man and women who are writing these articles for us. So we're both in the fantasy community right now. When did the passion for fantasy football start for you? I was 14 years old, and I asked an uncle if we could start a fam- family fantasy league, and I've been playing ever since. It's only gotten deeper from there. So that league's been around for 23 years. It's been a lot of fun. Really? That's awesome. Have you how many have you won the championship in that league? Uh there was a stretch where it seemed like every other year I won it. Nice. And the last three years I've contended but haven't quite gotten over the hump. That's so. awesome. <laughs> so you and I are both thirty seven and uh I could just tell from I know that uh, our listeners aren't a part of our group chats in our Fantasy League app on Sleeper, but we seem to have a lot of the same humor, and it makes total sense, both being 1982 babies. So what is your, what's your favorite show, man? Like, let, let's let the people know. What is it, if, if there's a go-to show, whether it's one that's live right now or something that you just kind of go back to, what is, what is that? I've rewatched Parks and Rec probably the most, and I'm currently going back through Psych just to give you a little taste on my sense of humor. Nice. Both of those shows are awesome. Um, if I want to get serious, The Wire is still pretty much my favorite show ever. I think it was perfect television. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's last night, my wife and I are laying in bed, and it's uh, we got our smart TV on, and we're trying to find, a, find something to watch. So I'm on Netflix, and I probably <laughs> scrolled through Netflix for like 17 minutes, I think. And it's The Office Every time, it yeah. seems. Like, I don't yeah. know why I just don't go to it and play it. But Mission time. I haven't gotten all the way through that one. I'm still stuck in, like, season five. Oh, man. I keep trying, but it's too awkward for me. It is an awkward. No, it's, it is awkward. <laughs> I'm very awkward, so it's hilarious. But it's okay. uh, it's okay. certainly for, for sure. And Parks and Rec and that are so similar. So I yeah. watched The Office from day one. So Parks and Rec kind of seemed, I, I didn't experience Parks and Rec first, but the, oh, Parks uh, and Rec's phenomenal. It's, it's very yeah. good. It's I very, was the other way. I caught Parks and Rec first and missed out on The Office. So so do you have any interest besides uh, watching Parks and Rec and fantasy football? Oh, yeah. Um, this morning, I actually played pickleball for the second time in a row, like weekly at the club that I'm a member at amazing workout for two hours just chasing a ball with a racket so i've been doing that lately um i like to watch movies and stand-up comedy is kind of my side pet passion that i love it really you you perform stand-up or you just watch stand-up just watch um i haven't gotten brave enough to try there is a couple of open mics that i've peaked at and as i do this podcast maybe i'll venture out but yeah, this is for everybody listening. This is the first time that he's been on a podcast, and 
I'm going to upload this pretty shortly after we on, we're off the phone, and he can re-listen to himself and and uh, judge himself. But yeah, you just got it's got to do it, man. You just got to you just got to yeah. go. You just got to take the leap. You never know, sure. man. It's just talking. If you can make jokes with your friends, you can make jokes to perfect strangers for sure. I hope so. I kind of took the leap with this whole gig. I hadn't ever been a professional writer, and one of the other guys, Lou, that hosts the Dynasty one, pushed me towards it. And it's been a fun journey so far, so let's see where it goes. Absolutely, my man. And last question for you. You've done a lot of drafting, obviously. You've oh, been yeah. uh, doing fantasy football since you said you were 14. Yeah. What's your biggest draft regret or regrets? That you that you've done. Tell us a story. I have so many. Uh-huh. <laughs> My all time one though is I rode the Brady train in '07 to a title, and I was all about him. I thought he was the goat even way back then. So in '08, first round comes around, and I draft Tom Brady. Ah. Oh. We all know how this plays out. <laughs> it didn't play out past Kansas City week one. Half, first half, that's all he made it through. After that, my team uh, (laughs) kind of went the way of that knee. (laughs) Wow. Damn Bernard Pollard. Uh, (laughs) I hate the Kansas City Chiefs because of that. No, uh, (laughs) I've gotten over it by now. Last year, though, if you want recency bias, uh, Roy Freeman in the fifth. (laughs) Wow. Could have had Deshaun Watson or T.Y. Hilton. Instead, I took the hype of the rookie from Denver. Well, and you that wasn't wrong, obviously. I don't think anyone know, knew who, like maybe 10% of the fantasy community knew who Philip Lindsay was before week one. Like he was yeah. pretty much, I would say, I would, I would, I don't know the statistical data, but you know, they say almost 68% of uh, facts are made up on the spot anyway. So I'm going to go with 94% of the, he was a 94% waiver wire one pickup. I would say last season, and I think he was probably owned in like six percent or less leagues, and it probably might even be less than that. So starting week one, I doubt he was owned. Well, and look Except at in like a Denver league. Oh yeah, and if you and if you look at it this way too, that's that's the way I think of Pollard, right? It'll just be a few yeah. Dallas guys drafting him, yeah. so that's why I'm telling listeners take a flyer on the guy because you never know he might be a guy that turns into Tariq Cohen light. You never know. But right. I just. Man, and you know that it's crazy because for every Royce Freeman story, there is a Jordan Howard story where you wait on him his rookie year and you draft him in the last round and he ends up being a championship winner. So it, it, you never know. And when you pick these running backs, like Mike Davis is a thing. Like I'm a big Montgomery guy, and I think his ADP is just going to rise. I wouldn't be surprised if when it's over, said and done with, if Montgomery's going at the end of round two, beginning of round three, by the time it's training camp time and we're doing. You know, all these redraft leagues from our listeners are really starting to rock and roll. So sure. we'll see. And, he, and could he be Royce Freeman? Sure. Could he? <laughs> could he? Could he be Todd Gurley? And the good Todd Gurley? Yeah. Like we we don't know. And that's why you just draft a team. You know, like you kept saying, you kept talking about, it, and now it makes more sense too. We learn lessons in fantasy. And oh, yeah. what you just said was we we drafted Luck in the fourth round, and you kept bringing up quarterbacks. For me, too mm-hmm. early. But it makes perfect sense now when we talk about what happened to you and Tom Brady. Why, if you're investing a high pick in a quarterback, why you're wanting to make sure you've got two because you would still yeah. be able to maintain and be good. So that makes perfect exactly. sense. My biggest yeah. regret, just to share this story with you, and I still ended up winning the championship with P. Riv somehow. I picked him up off waivers with Philip Rivers, but it was two years ago. It was Deshaun Watson's rookie year. I picked up Deshaun Watson. Uh, I had a feeling, man. I just had a feeling he was going to take on. I, I had Tom Brady already. So my, my Tom Brady was my keeper in a keeper league. And I drafted Todd Gurley in the nine hole. I, I, I'm sorry, the eight, the eight hole, excuse me. Wow. So I had these two guys to start. Deshaun Watson was somebody I picked up. So fast forward to week like six or seven. It's just at this point I can't ignore what Deshaun Watson is doing. And I have Tom Brady too. <laughs> So I traded I traded Tom Brady. And four hours after the trade, Deshaun Watson was injured for the year. <laughs> it was it was that day. It was that day we're in training camp. It is this just happened to Deshaun Watson. He's done for the year. I couldn't I was sick to my stomach. And somebody was trying to trade me Tyrod Taylor for like a stupid trade because I had no quarterback on my team now, right? I was gonna rock Deshaun Watson the rest of the way. 
But I saw on waivers that Philip Rivers was there, and I was like, man, I just know these people are going to try to block me and try to grab him, but no one did. I picked Philip Rivers up off waivers and rocked him all the way to a championship. So so it could happen. Tom Brady's both of our regrets. Yeah, I traded him, and then you drafted him. So no regret, not even a single letter, right? No regrets. No regrets, yeah, for sure. Hey, one more just really deep name that I want people to know is Dexter Williams, running back for Green Bay. There's a world where Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams don't make it through the season. Dexter Williams out of Notre Dame could be the dude. So is that the guy? Is that is that he's on the Mr. Irrelevant list that you're looking at rounds 14, 15, 16? Exactly. He's my Pollard. Where... If I'm late, I do want to just throw him on there, see what happens. And he Maybe might be a better. Three, you need a kicker. Who knows? Hey, and he and he might be a better. Honestly, if you're in a league that's drafting kickers in defense, in my opinion, you unless you are forced to, you probably shouldn't draft either, and then just like the week of pick it up, um, unless you have something staring at you. Like let's say, for instance, the Ravens' defense is around in the last round. And they have yeah. a great matchup weeks week one. Maybe yes, go ahead and pick them up because you've already because they go against Miami. So Fitzpatrick right. will get sacked. He's probably going to be starting right, and he will probably turn the ball over. So you're looking at yeah. probably a, a plus matchup for you. So I would go ahead and pull the trigger there as far as streaming is yeah. concerned, right? But yeah. with a yeah. kicker, you should never pick one. You should just keep loading up on on depth because you never know. Most drafts don't happen when all the cuts are done and all the preseason games are done. So injuries follow. So you never know when one of these guys, like 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 he just said, like Williams could turn into a starter and, and into a league winner for you. Exactly. Excellent. I like it, man. Well, Matt, I appreciate right. you coming on. Line up locked. Yeah, thanks for having me. And everybody, uh, once again, you can follow him on Twitter. It is literally his name. It is at yeah. Matt, M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-A-R. R-E-L-L-A-R. He's going to have at E-R. least E-R, excuse me, in <laughs> So let me correct myself. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce Matt's self. It's M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. Give him a follow. Check out his stuff. Go to creatorrank.com. Read his articles. He's going to have at least one coming out every single week, I believe. So it's uh, I'm excited to also kick everyone's butts with our amazing writers we have on our site. You can follow me on True on Sports. This is Lineup Locked. Peace out, everyone.